Hello, all lovely listeners. This is Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. I'm sure you're aware. We're all in plague time at the moment, so we are trying to do a little sort of mini Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, obviously, no visitors can come to the house, so we must make do with the inhabitants of the house, uh, which is me. Uh, I'm Ruth McPhee. Hello. And today, very exciting, uh, the lovely Chris Rogers is not just recording, but he's also got his own microphone. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ruth. Uh, he's allowed to be here because he lives here too. Um, and we're just, you know, we see each other all the time. If one of us gets it, we're both going down. We might also have a little visit from Vin because he lives in the house as well. So we can't stop him popping in. But anyway, yes, yeah, so we're all quarantined for our own good and for the good of society at large. Um, I have got some really good new topics up my sleeve. And also we lined up some new and exciting guests to come and record with us. Then, of course, it all kicked off. Corona was here, COVID-19, whatever we're calling it. And no one's allowed to come in our house now. So until that happens, until that's all back to normal, which who knows, could be four weeks, could be eight weeks. A year. A year. A year by science. Don't scaremonger. (laughs) I'd say the science is dubious behind right. that assertion. But anyway, so we'll get them all in and we'll get the get the good big stories out. But until that happens, because I'm a bit bored at home and because I don't like to think of you all pining away, when will we have the next episode? When will we hear more tales of East Anglian horror? I have got some small mini strangers for you, little mini strangers um, that we're going to record over the next couple of weeks. It's things that some of it's things that I've come across when I've been researching the bigger stories, um, but they're not really enough to do whole long recording sessions around um, or just little kind of snippets of folklore, little bits and pieces. So actually, it's quite nice to have a little chance to record some of these. It's a bit weird because Chris is going to talk a bit, but he's, you know, he's a man of few words. So. Quite taciturn. Funnily enough, I've got my notes with me. I've written, Chris is promised to speak to make some contributions, but we'll have to see as he can be a taciturn fellow. I didn't even know that. I've written it in there. Must be true. Then I didn't say it at the last minute because I thought, oh, is Might it? Might be insulted. Well, I thought, is it a negative word, taciturn? Is it? <laughs> so I thought I'll go with man a few words. Anyway, Chris himself has, has come out as taciturn. Yeah, so I've self Admitted. You've self-identified as Tassadon. That's right, yeah. um, <laughs> So it's a bit strange, um, but we'll see how it goes. If it's a debacle, we'll never speak of it again. And, of course, shopping options are quite limited, so we don't have any crazy booze today. But, of course, we have some booze. Just some lovely red wine. How is the wine? Yeah, it's very tasty. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, isn't it? I like, I like the way you say we haven't got any crazy booze, as though our <laughs> cupboard downstairs isn't full of dregs of bottles of increasingly more crazy booze. It's true. It is full of dregs. <laughs> well, maybe next time it will be a game of dregs. <laughs> it depends how long you leave it, doesn't it? It depends. Um, no, we have got uh, the classic assortment of um, half 
empty bottles of weird alcohol left over from various other things. So I think if we do, maybe, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll do a recording and we're just going to have shots of all the weird booze. We'll be on to George's Marvellous Medicine Territory. Yeah, how, how it depends how long the lockdown lasts. We'll be drinking our hand sanitizer. If it's one year from now, we'll just be onto the crazy booze, right onto it. Okay, so I'd like to start start our little series of mini episodes with a strange figure who is found in the folklore of East Anglia and also Lincolnshire, which is not East Anglia. I looked on a map. I didn't think it was, but I wanted to be sure. What's the what's the delineation? What's the um, true definition it's of East lump, Anglia? It's the lump, isn't it? It's the lump. It's the side lump. So, and the counties that are included in the side lump? <laughs> Norfolk, Suffolk, Cambridgeshire. Bedfordshire? Maybe. <laughs> It's okay. just the All side right. lump. Come on. And Lincolnshire's up above the side lump. Right. So it's it's the side, but it's not in like the bum of the country. East Anglia is the bum, basically. Right. The bum of the country. The legs are very short. Yeah, the legs are stumpy. <laughs> One leg is Devon. Cornwall? Cornwall in Devon. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know about the other leg. Maybe it's it's sitting on its bump. I had a geography teacher at school who said that, to his mind, a map of the UK, I think minus Northern Ireland, looked like an old lady carrying a pig. And Wales was the pig's head. The pig's, the pig's face was Wales. Um, and East Anglia was the bum. Oh. So go and look at a map, see what you think. Um, okay, so a strange figure from folklore. The figure of the toad man. You find him amusing. Sounds like a shit superhero. <laughs> Maybe. Well, when I first read The Toad Man, you can imagine what I thought. Lumpy, warty, <laughs> a sort of fenny, boggish type, probably carrying a lumpy sack, right. probably um, hunched over. Walking on all fours? No, but struggling not to. Right. Making a real effort to walk on, walk on two feet. As though recently evolved from a toad. Maybe, yeah. Or with some kind of very bad spinal deformity, possibly. <laughs> like the old woman carrying the pig. Yes. So when you read Toad Man, I thought, how imaginative a man and a toad crossed into one being. And I thought they're probably like going from village to village selling like dubious medicine made out of weeds and little magical tokens and things like that. Oh, Vin's coming. Hello, Vin. He says, what are you doing up here? Bloody hell. Um, so this is what I imagined. Um, I imagine if Katie and Joe were here, they would claim he had something to do with eels. That would be eel man. They would say he was probably selling eels. Right. Sewing, to feed his family. Maybe. Sewing their skins into little hoods to sell to the local folk. Well, it's a good job they're not here then. It's a good job. I've said it instead. Oh, I miss them with their talk of eels. <laughs> we might not even have any talk of eels without them Well, here. it's too late now. You've just done it. The eels are here. The eels are here. So that's what I thought. Warty, hunched, a bag of weird medicine, all that kind of thing. But actually, no, not accurate. Where, where, why the medicine? Well, Is I just... Is that because of old wives' tales about the medicinal qualities of toads no i just think you know he sounds a bit like someone who'd be peddling like dodgy medicine right. around okay. don't you think <laughs> no <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll wait until till i hear more well he does he's not doing that so <laughs> it's not accurate <laughs> so at all. i'm right not to think it Is you're right you're you were right okay. not to think that no eels no dubious medicine not selling any magical tokens he might be warty he might be hunched but 
that's just a coincidence if so nothing to do with being a toad man don't be disappointed though i mean i had low expectations okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> it's still quite weird even if he just looks normal okay he looks just like a normal human so what is a toad man do you have any ideas before we launch in i in my mind maybe this is similar to what you've said but i think of him as the crow man uh from wurzel gummidge who was i think he was the man who made wurzel gummidge was called the crow man i don't know about wurzel gummidge uh, well i suppose that's what i'm thinking of because i know kind it of exists like rurally you know folklorey. a, a crow and... man makes wurzel well, no, gummidge. no no i mean his, his name is the crow man he's, he's not he's not a crow is wurzel gummidge a scarecrow yeah okay that's why he's been made <laughs> okay and the man who makes him makes scarecrows yeah, I mean, I think so. I can't really remember. Because if he's a crow man, he's not going to be making scarecrows. They're his nemesis. No, no, he crow as in like scarecrow as in like the scare bit is an apostrophe and then he's the crow man. Uh, he's not a man who's a crow. No, 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 no. no, no. I don't. Then... I mean, well, again, I don't know. This is half remembered <laughs> and poorly Ooh, thought out. A tone but... of <laughs> exasperation is already sneaking in. <laughs> this is why Chris prefers to be not behind the microphone. Just in front of the screen, looking at levels. Occasionally shouting the name of a, an obscure 90s band. Exactly. So, Toadmen. Back to Enid Porter, our favourite gatherer of folklore. She says there have been stories over the years, told in the East Anglian region, about grooms and horsekeepers who appear to have um, a kind of uncanny knack of controlling their, their horses, beyond the, the usual skill that some grooms would have with horses. Um, the law goes to become a toad man and to have this ability to control horses, uh, one must make a deal with the devil. Classic. Very classic. And that will give you the power to control horses, but also, the legend goes, some other slightly more nefarious qualities as more well. More nefarious even than a horse. More nefarious even than that. The reports go that... Toadmen could get any horse at all, even like a wild, a wild stallion, a steed, to move and stop at their command mm. without any resistance at all. From the few snippets of information that Porter provides, um, along with a little bit of information from Maureen James' Cambridgeshire Folk Tales, which we've referenced before, um, it seems that frequently the more bad-tempered of the toadmen were not above using their powers to control other people's horses. Mm as well so um if a toad man held a grudge against somebody they might order their horses just to stop moving just don't do anything uh and then the owner of the horse would have no luck at all carrot stick their, their fields aren't getting plowed nothing would work the horses just would not do anything alternatively sometimes um if there was a very calm uh, and usually docile horse the toad man could turn them into like a wild raging creature mm. that nobody would be able to control at all so that was that's the kind of the main toad man. So why legend. toad? Why toad? We'll come back to why toad. <laughs> okay, I'll hold my horses. <laughs> before oh, oh god. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even intentional. No? It kind of slipped out. You hadn't planned it. No. Um it was also said that some toad men had power not only over horses but also other animals such as cows, pigs, sheep. What do you want to get a sheep to do? Just, you know, go where you want. <laughs> Make, make the sheepdogs redundant. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and even men. Oh, yeah. I thought that was coming. Did you? Yeah. Power over others. Yeah. Um, although there's not many stories of that. It's mainly about animals. And also, the law says, they might exhibit other supernatural abilities, 
such as being able to see in the dark. Right. Handy. Be- very handy. Becoming invisible. The classic. Uh, and opening locked doors without touching them. Mm. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Although if you're invisible, you could just wait until somebody comes out and then nip in. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you could be standing there a long time. Why so? Depends, depends how, how much of a schedule you're on. <laughs> and these skills, of course, the, the conjunction, invisible, opening locked doors, uh, meant that they had, uh, some of them had a reputation as... Uh, Sex pests. No! Oh. Wow. I suppose they could be. <laughs> I, I was, was going to sure say um, thievers. Oh, okay, yeah. That they could steal things and not get caught. Right. But uh, you know the film The Invisible well, Man? Not The Invisible Man, of. what's it called? Hollow, Hollow Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the first thing he does is become a sex pest. And he can't even open locked doors. He just, I don't know how he gets in, actually. Probably waits around outside until oh, somebody opens the door and then just, slips in. Just sneaks in. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't think Enid Porter would tell us, even if there were such stories. So, if you think of these abilities in conjunction with the idea that they'd made a pact with the devil, mm. you can see that folk weren't that keen on the on the toad men, not that keen. Did how did did one self-identify as a toad man? No. Well, no. I don't or, know. Was it was it a, you know, a, a name bestowed upon them by I others? think it it developed up and it seemed like um sometimes people would get a reputation as being a toad man um and then they'd be drummed out of town or you know there's quite a horrible story actually that I decided I didn't want to to tell because actually there's no evidence that it's about an actual toad man right it's about someone who's a a farmhand who's accused of being a toad man so it's a bit like the uh like the old woman in the village being called a witch and you know maybe but then the other stories are about the toad men doing doing things but in this one it's a, a boy called elijah who's accused of it and then the farmer he works for is kind of increasingly convinced that he's doing you know making bad things happen around the farm and cursing his animals and stuff um and he bloody uh kills him you said you weren't gonna tell it well i know but there's more to it but that's the short version right, okay. and then elijah's ghost wanders around um but yeah that doesn't seem like he was really a toad man he was just a, a scapegoat i bet he's a bit weird well probably yes warty could have <laughs> been warty sp- spinal deformities yeah just been cavorting with toads oh poor old elijah but some of them were those stories that they are doing you know fucking with people's farms and stuff so, you know, I don't know. So people were a bit scared, didn't like them. Also, though, I reckon a bit jealous. Because the Toadman had powers. Yeah, I would, I'd quite like to be able to see in the dark. Mm, you can barely see in the light. <laughs> I am very short-sighted. Well, there you go, imagine. Yeah. I'd become nocturnal if I had perfect vision at, at night. Um, and I think to be invisible would be handy. In these corona times. You could nip out of the house. We'd just be sneaking sneaking into the supermarket. You could be doing two hours of daily exercise. (laughs) It's true. So it would be socially irresponsible because I think you'd probably still carry the virus. Yeah, especially if you're putting yourself about. Yeah, so I wouldn't do it, but, you know, it might might be nice. So in my notes I've written, I imagine at this point, if I had a guest with me, they might have some questions. I've already asked a question. What more do you want? Tell me your question again. Why are they called the Toad Man? Why? You said we'll come to that. We come to it now. But have you quickly any other questions? Um, what um, period are we talking here? Ah, interesting. Back. You know, back. You don't know, do you? I do know. Back into the days, okay. the old days. Yep. So um, there are some reports from the 1800s, but those reports were gathering stories 
from earlier folk. Right. So I reckon we're looking, you know, 1700s okay. onwards. Um, and so the, the classic kind of pre-industrial revolution yeah, yeah, yeah. farming community. But the most life. recent report that I read was from the 1930s. Wow. That um, somebody said that they knew of a toad man. So it has kind of persisted even into the 20th century over quite a long period. The old, the old laws persist. So now, why the toad man? They don't look like toads. No. They're not controlling toads. That hasn't been discussed. A massive toad army. They're not mustering an army. No. Toads and frogs. Not interested. It has to do with the ritual. There is, um, the folklore says that there's a particular ritual that these men have to undergo um, or to carry out in order that they become toad men and gain these powers. And the ritual involves toads. Yes, and yeah. it's really quite horrible. But I'm going to tell you about it. I quite like toads. Well, it's quite. You know, I remember in my garden once, just a normal garden, just seeing a massive, great, fat toad, like the size of two fists. Two. It was a giant. Your toad. fists or mine? Uh, actually, I mean bigger even than my fists. No, not bigger than two massive. of your fists. I would say it was as big That's as crazy. that pint glass. Mm, that seems big. How how small were you? Oh no, an adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a tiny child. No, no, no. no. Looking at a I toad. wasn't just confused by scale. Okay. It was a so real Well, sometimes toad. when you're small, things seem bigger than they mm. are. Well, you won't like this then, I'm afraid. And anyone who likes toads, turn off now, unless you want to hear, because it's quite fascinating. Are you still listening? Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still listening. It doesn't end well for any toads in the area. And I'm drawing for this description of the ritual on Enid Porter, Maureen James, and also a book... Um, a very recent book by Nigel Pennock, which is called Witchcraft and Secret Societies of Rural England, which I hope to read more of in future. Sounds good. Does sound good, doesn't it? Okay, so brace yourselves. The would-be toad man would first have to find a toad, or it could be a frog, and catch it. Okay. Frog man isn't as good, is it? That's just no, like a police that- diver. <laughs> Well, it's true. Um, So they'd have to find a toad or frog and catch it alive. I reckon if you live in the fens and you know a little bit about the habits of a frog or toad... You know where to find one. You know where to find one. Come on. They're everywhere. Okay. The toad is then either skinned or, worse still, well, hmm, not sure, um, or subjected to the... Grizzly appetites of an army of ants. Mm. It's killed first? No. No, so how do they keep it in one place while the ants are gone? Well, Porter uh, describes that the unfortunate amphibian uh, might be pegged to an anthill. Oh, God. So it was right. Or some sort of peg, I don't know. Uh, So that all the ants would, all the hungry ants would swarm around it and chomp it, chomp it up. And that reminded me of the Wicker Man, the little beetle. Yeah. Why in God's name do you do it, girl? Why in God's name do you do it? Um, Vince, Vince's objecting to this. He's not happy at all. Uh, so Porter says, pegged to an anthill. Pennock describes instead the toad being buried inside the ant nest mm. in a box, uh, but presumably a loose box. With, with accessible entries. With accessible entries for the tiny ants. Um, and then... Uh, buried in there then the ants do their bad work uh, and then later on you would dig out the skeleton right so the main aim is getting down to the skeleton exactly but it does seem to be something about the toad the frog toad has to be alive uh, when this happens 
I don't know why. Probably because you're doing a deal with the devil. The devil doesn't want a dead toad. He wants maximum cruelty, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. Maximum horror. Um, So, either way, you get this poor toad. It's been eaten alive. All its flesh has been picked clean off by the hungry, voracious ants. And only the bones remain. Bruce? Very gruesome, very horrible. Um, You can see why somebody who would be willing to do this might be the kind of person a devil would be quite keen on doing a deal with. Guess so. Quite a wrong in. Yeah. Prepared I think. to do his bidding. Yeah, exactly. Meagre reward. <laughs> the rewards are huge. Mm. Think of all that stuff you can steal I so. I when you're so. sneaking through the, the doors you've just unlocked magically. <laughs> just running around in the in the dark. <laughs> naked, I was gonna say. I don't know why you're well, naked. Well, if you're invisible, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> in fact, your clothes won't give you away. Yeah, that's true, yeah. The perennial question about invisibility. Yeah, why are the clothes or why aren't the clothes invisible? Exactly, clothes or no clothes. Why is that smock running through the field over there? <laughs> in Hollow Man, I think he's just naked. Is he? I think so. He has to put clothes on when he has to be seen. Because yes. isn't the thing then that he can't turn himself back from being invisible? Maybe. And he the classic thing is that you wrap your head in bandages. Well, that's the classic original H.G. Wells. Is it H.G. Wells, Invisible Man? I think so, isn't it? Yeah. Was it Robbie Lewis? Stevenson? On a tangent, I hear the new film is excellent. Yes, I haven't seen it. The new Invisible Man film. With Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, so we'll have to watch that soon. Maybe by next time we'll have watched it. I'll give you a report. report back. So, what's happening? Got sidetracked, haven't we? Got sidetracked. Uh, So, the devil wants a toady skeleton. The devil wants a toady skeleton. So, you get your, your skeleton, clean bones now, clean white shiny bones. You gather it up. The next stage of the initiation ritual happens at night. What a surprise. Yeah, I mean, devil's favourite time, I expect. <laughs> Once the toad bones are ready, you take them to a river. Right. It's at night, midnight to be precise. Right, not 3am? No, which is sometimes the witching yeah. hour. And different accounts say different things, which seems a bit confusing. Some of them say it's at full moon mm-hmm. and some of them say it's at new moon. Which one's New Moon? So it's a crescent New Moon's just a, a tiny, tiny sliver. Yeah. So and, and, and Old Moon is the opposite. Well, I don't think Old Moon's a thing. <laughs> What's the opposite then of New Moon? A full moon. No, like when the crescent is the other way around. Oh, I don't know. That's just waxing and waning. Oh, okay. But... What are the Twilight films called? Is that a clue? <laughs> new Moon... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't either. Full Moon, New Moon. What's a gibbous moon? Uh, it sounds fat. Yeah. Gibbous. Is that, is that like nearly a full moon? Sh- shall I look up gibbous? No, Hang come on. on. Just because you've got a computer doesn't mean you can do I'm looking up gibbous. research. I'm cheating. Gibbous. Gibbous moon. Just look up this one thing. A wa- the waxing gibbous phase. So waxing mm. is growing big, right? Yes. Because it's the opposite of waning. Waning makes sense. Gibbous refers to the shape, which is less than the full circle of a full moon, but larger than the semicircle shape. There we go. So... Yeah, fat. It's a fat moon, but not a full moon. I might start using gibbous as, gibbous. A, as an adjective in other situations. <laughs> You'll say to me, oh, you're looking a bit gibbous like, today. Look at, look at that woman over there. How gibbous she is. <laughs> you don't know if she's getting larger or smaller, though. Oh, that's true. So you can't you can't comment on that. Mm, okay. It has to be... Observed over a, a period you can, of time. You can use it for me. <laughs> if in, in isolation I'm becoming increasingly gibbous. Right. <laughs> if, this, if this continual boozing has its effect. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Who knows what kind of state we'll be in by the end of this. (laughs) We'll be doing Toad Man rituals. Anything's worth a shout, isn't it? So, it's either full moon or new moon. It's midnight. You take your clean-picked frog or toad skeleton to the river. 
you throw the bones into the water. And then, according to the folklore, the bones would start to emit a horrifying screaming sound. Toads, the toads scream? Toads, frog scream. Frog scream. Yes, and I unfortunately know that because Finn has never done this, but when we were, when I was a child, we had a cat that sometimes brought frogs in. Right. And they would scream. It was horrible. Ooh, horrible. I thought they got it in them. I know. It was, it was shocking the first time. Like a, like a child scream. Uh, not quite a fox is a fox makes a sound yeah, like a screaming child but a frog is just a kind of high-pitched i haven't heard it in a long time but you're right it could be from that that the law of the screaming bones comes because the, a frog or a toad will maybe make that screaming noise um but i thought that was quite a haunting idea mm. um the you bones can imagine it on a, on a silent night yeah, just... and all you can hear is just the, the lapping of the river and the Screeching of, a bit of murdered mist. toads. A bit of mist is rising yeah. up. Um, the bones will emit a horrifying scream. And this is where you have to be alert. One bone will detach itself from the rest. Uh, and while the other bones, as they scream, will float downstream, uh, this this one bone, also screaming, will start to float upstream. Uh, unnaturally. An unnatural bone. Unnatural floating. Yes. And that is the bone that the toad man needs. The toad man will then uh, retrieve, well, they're not quite a toad man, but they're nearly a toad man. They will retrieve this particular contrary bone out of the water uh, and then forever after they have to keep it on their person. Right. Uh, maybe in a little pouch in your pocket, maybe on a little string around your neck. Mm, some jewellery. Could attach it to an earring. Charm bracelet. Maybe. Yeah, whatever you like. It could be a very small bone, couldn't it? Yeah, we don't know what size. Because I think it's just, I don't Random. think it's the same bone each time. I think it's, you know, some like, sort of... We have a chicken with a wishbone, you know. No, like. some sort of terrible magic happens and then one one bone will float away. Um, and also Porter does say that in some stories, the devil himself will actually appear at this point right. to do the bargain. To congratulate you. <laughs> to, to do like the bargain. Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> he says, look what you could have won. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jim Bowen. But yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, those old ones. I can't remember. So, so sometimes in the stories it's said that the devil will appear himself, but um, it mostly seems just to be that you do this ritual, um, and that will give you the Toad Man power. The devil's just phoning it in. <laughs> he doesn't need to be there in person. Come on. He's, think, think how many Toad Men he's made. He said another a, one. A scream. A scream is enough. And then the Toad Man goes on his way. Now with his supernatural abilities to do with as he wishes. Is that easy? Yeah. Well, I, I, thought, I, thought I don't think I'd like to skin a frog. No, I know, but you're not living in the bloody 18th century, are you? Surviving on mud and whatever else you can scrabble about. That's true. You thinking I should do it just to steal some? No, I'm just I'm just stuff. thinking you, your daily life would contain far more acts on a par with skinning a toad oh, than it does today. So you might be a bit less squeamish about it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Could you be a toad woman? There's no, never any talk of toad women. I don't know. They probably just called called witches, didn't they? (laughs) They didn't get a special name. (laughs) But in Pinnock, Pinnock, Pennock, Pennock, Nigel Pennock, in his book, there's also talk of bone men, which I think is a similar idea that they've done rituals involving bones. And then you have a bone that you keep and that will bestow uh, power upon you certain kinds of power um and there's also uh talk of of some toad men regretting what they've done 
Right. And then they're like, oh, I'm cursed. And they regret they, they it. They knew what the ultimate price was going to be. Yeah. Um, and in one of the things, I can't remember if it was Porter or James, but they said uh, one toad man grew so frightened of his own skills that he uh, gave up the farming lifestyle and went to work in a factory. Oh. <laughs> this presumably wasn't in the 18th century. No. You see, that's what I mean. Some of it's a bit more modern. Right, right. So some of them were kind of like, shit, I've, what have I done? This is weird now. But then you're just working in a factory. It's not like the devil goes, oh, well, you're working in a factory now. I know I gave you all these great skills, but you're not using them canning meat or whatever you're doing in the factory therefore i'm not going to come and have your soul at the end of it all well if you've done the business you might as well take advantage i suppose so yeah foolish and and as we see from the story of elijah earlier who was or was not a toad man but um it could there could be some backlash yeah okay from from other people about it as well so that's the that's it crikey that's my Toad Man stuff. Pretty good. I quite it's all right, like it. Isn't it? Quite dark. I have, you know, it's it's got some bad bits in there. <laughs> it's it's not a long story. I've warned you. Oh, I've warned fine. you all. It was going to be short. Um, so that is the strange folklore of the of the Toad Man. There you go. See you next time. Great. Look after yourselves. Don't become Toad Men, even if you get desperate. I know it's desperate out there. Just try not to do a horrifying ritual, please. Just leave that at least for another six months and then let's see where we are. Okay, goodbye.